one like thing I really wanted to do through the ice this winter was catch a hybrid, and it didn't happen. I mean, you were like right there when it happened. I was. Too. I was multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to take a little bit of a potty break there, but uh, what we're talking about is the. The, the wipers through the ice. So Spencer's never caught one. <laughs> Not because of lack of effort either. <laughs> I just don't have the, the touch. Kit's got the touch. I don't have the touch. Fishing Kit literally got me on him last year. The first time I ever what caught What a guy. Him. What a nice he guy. He got you on him. He got me on him. And, and in one trip, I literally caught, I think, four or five wipers through the ice. Yeah. And it was, let's just say this. If you catch a wiper... In open water, just imagine a four, four or five pound wiper in open water. Just imagine catching it with a 32 inch ice pole. I dream of it. I don't even imagine. I have dreams. Like, yeah, once I caught one, it's like, why do I even ice fish for anything else? It's catfish. I'll give it to catfish. Sure. They fight pretty good. I haven't caught a catfish through the ice. Did you catch a catfish with your buddy's teardrop in his mouth yet? With Matt's teardrop lure in its mouth from ice fishing. Mm-mm. Wait. Remember when he got plowed yeah. and just broke off before he could even grab his fishing pole? So to paint the picture, we were ice fishing for catfish on this body of water. And Kit's buddy Matt had a rod down in a rod holder on the ice. And it gets hit like a open water blue cat. And if you don't know blue cats, they hit a bait like it owes them money and just smoke it. And uh, that doesn't happen when you're ice fishing very often. Usually things hit tentatively because the water's cold. But whatever this was hit it and buried the rod into the ice hole. And drag was coming off. And as it was coming off, it snaps the line. And Kit's been back there since. And I've been hoping that he catches this freight train. Yeah, he had he had the rod in a rod holder. Yeah. Where was this at? Oh, Is top it, secret. The yeah. west west side? It, it's around or yeah. in the middle or south or yeah, something it, it's around yeah it's okay. around it's around it's a secret body of water that has a pretty impressive channel cat population and then i had six bites that day with and zero I had, I had zero bites by the way which i ice fish for catfish with a lot of people this winter and it's like the catfish swam around my bait well we caught other people's we caught the same amount of fish that day Zero. If that makes you, if that makes you feel well, any that better. makes it more painful because when you were getting <laughs> these bites and botching them, I'm like, if one would just bite mine, I'd teach like, him yeah. a lesson. Like, yeah, if if you got a bite, you would have caught one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think, I, think <laughs> All right. I execute. Ah, yeah, that's the difference between me and you. You 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 got the numbers, but when I get the chance, I execute. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, this uh, ice season, we got to get him on a wiper through the ice. If he has, oh, for sure. Oh, God, I'm gonna try my best. I'll be there. I'll it's be there around trying. Pretty exciting. I'm not gonna he lie. knows where to go now. Oh, I well, think that's just one of multiple locations yeah, one of that multiple, can produce. Yeah. yeah. I wonder where else we can go for wipers. What we'll the? Do some other. So because our homework. Yeah, yeah. Do our homework. Yeah. Because I think that spot got posted too. <laughs> oh, you talking about? Uh, <laughs> So we took uh, one of our friends, and he showed one of his friends. That's how it works. That's why I don't tell anybody anything I do. Yeah. And then, um, and then that friend decided, "Hey, world of Facebook." See, when I take somebody out, I always have a test spot, 
a spot that I don't mind giving up and yeah. it's the same spot for everybody. And if you don't go back or you don't take anyone back, then I expand a little at a time. Yeah. But with flatheads, it's like cutthroat. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's once you find a, a place that produces flatheads, as long as the river doesn't change, they're always going to be there. Yeah. And there's so many spots that a flathead could be, right? Well, I mean, yes and no. Like you'll learn that within that location, they could be posted up in very specific spots. So daytime. Yeah. There's a lot of places they could be, but the general area is going to be the same as long as the river doesn't change. If there's a big brush pile or something like that, and it's, it's there for a long time, they're going to be there for a long time. The, the two things that change that are one, the river changes where like a big flood or floods when the ice goes out or the big ones, when you have giant chunks of ice floating down river and ripping brush piles off the bank, like they get hit by a bus. But the other one is angling pressure. If somebody goes down there to this area that has fish in it and they're like, oh, the fishing's amazing. I'm going to take these home. There's so many flatheads. And then they take them home. But what they don't keep in mind is 90% of the fish are in 10% of the water. So this place that seems like it has this unlimited population of flatheads, it uh, it really, the river itself really doesn't. You just happen to, on a spot that has the bulk of the population in there. So if you take all those fish home, you significantly impacted the waterway. Mm. And then therefore the fishing for everyone else. Hmm. I had no idea. So, uh, there, there, there's not that many of them. And anybody who argues with me, uh, I'll, I'll argue all day. Because I've been to places where the flathead population is significantly better than where we're at here in Iowa. I mean, just this week, I was on a trip in a different different state, different waterway, and we caught 10 in one night. And I've never caught 10 in one night ever in my whole life. Right. And this was the first day fishing in this location. What and that's th- just one of many stories like that. But what's the main reason, do you think? Fishing pressure. Um, so it is. There's not that there's an outrageous number of anglers in Iowa, but there's so little water to distribute anglers. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's the Des Moines River that runs through the middle of the state, and you have the Raccoon River off of that, and that's it. All these other states, you have all these other bodies of water to distribute anglers where in the middle of Iowa, it's, we're all on the same, le- on the same river. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like, like hybrids, there's piles of them. Like somebody takes a cooler full of hybrids home. It's whatever. They're going to stock way more next year and they're going to grow fast. Flatheads. There's not very many of them. They kind of grow fast, but they kind of don't like there's a certain part of their Ella <laughs> <laughs> so, Popper head come out. On so, by. So, come on by. <laughs> for, for the people on radio, they'll see. For the people on radio, we just had uh, um, Spencer's wife popping in just to check up on us, make yeah. sure we're okay. <laughs> make sure we're still topside. Looks like she wanted to sneak by, but then saw us. <laughs> so uh, what I was getting at is at a certain point, they, they grow fast and then they slow down. So if you catch a 50-pounder, it could be 15 years old. It could be 30. People keep flatheads to eat. I mean... Oh, yeah. That's very deeply entrenched into the tradition of Iowa. Really? Yeah. I've never... um, I think I've had one flathead I've tasted. I'm not a huge fan. See, I think they're delicious. And I understand where people are coming from. I'm I'm more of a channel cat guy. Oh, you got to... 
backwards, dude. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, just because flatheads look weird doesn't mean they taste worse. As I say, so, true, I think that's true. the thing with so a lot I, of people. I love eating flatheads, and I'm not saying yeah. you shouldn't keep them, but your most of your ten pounders or below never survive long enough to reach thirty or forty or fifty pounds. Like nature's hard. Like you grow. Yeah. Like everyone wants to personify nature, and it's the roughest place you could ever imagine. Like you camp out for a week. Imagine that being your life. And even then, on top of that, you are the apex predator camping out for a week. You don't have to worry about anything eating you. And so anyway, even a, a flathead has predators and then disease and weather conditions and everything else. Most 10-pounders never see 30. So if you're going to keep one, keep that 10, that's probably never going to see 30. Plus you factor in like... Um, just the dynamics of the ecosystem and what it can support you remove a 10 it doesn't impact the ecosystem as much as a 30 so you keep that 10 and then like don't feel bad about that keep that 10 flay them out um, make sure you get the belly meat get the cheeks out of there cheeks are a delicacy and when you cut when you eat the flays don't cook the whole fillet cut it into chunks because the chunks fry up so much nicer um, if you're going to eat the whole fillet grill it Grilling is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. What? The whole so, fillet of the, the the flat. You take that flathead uh -huh. and you put fish taco seasoning on it and put it on the grill, and it's phenomenal. Huh. And if you're gonna fry it, cut it into little catfish nuggets. That's the way to do it. Okay. But if it's over ten pounds, let that thing go because there's not very many of them, and they're not easily replaced. It's not the you throw the little ones back and they're gonna grow up to be big. A lot of them are just gonna die for a lot of reasons. But uh, those smaller, but those, you know, you let the big ones go, you keep the small ones, and then you sustain a population of trophies. Yeah. If you keep the big ones and let the little ones go, you're going to sustain a population of little ones with a few trophies. Makes sense. Because that, that's what makes those uh, those bigger fish so much special because not a lot of them get that big. Right. Every, every, I mean, for anyone who keeps a big flathead, think about how many trips you went on and didn't catch a big flathead, at least in Iowa. Other states are different. I agree. Maybe they need to be managed differently. But from what I've seen in Iowa, it's not the case. I would say I was pretty relaxed when it comes to like fishing you regulations could, you in could general. You could keep 1,500 pound flatheads if you catch them per person. Yeah. So yeah. us three here, we could keep 4,500 pounders yeah. legally. That's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. yeah, just like fishing. And like, people are like, you'll never have that happen. Well, no crap because of our regulations. Yeah, yeah. that's why it doesn't happen. Right. So that's my ethical decision, and I can't complain because I haven't done anything to change the regulations. I'm not going to crucify someone for keeping a big fish. If you keep a big fish or multiple big fish, you're in your legal right. And the only thing I can do is try to change the legality of it. If I truly believe in it, I should try to make a difference. I'm not going to tell somebody, like, you're a bad person for following the law. Yeah. <laughs> you <true>. know, like, <laughs> how dare true. you for going the speed limit? Yep. same type of deal so if you, keep, if you keep them more power to you but I don't and that's why and maybe I'll, I'll write me a letter but even when they're that big do they taste that good? they do even to that huge yeah. like 30, 30 pounds unfortunately they really? do yeah holy shit but you keep, keep all the 5 to 10 pounders you want and if you butcher a flathead you butcher a 10 pounder correctly you're pulling seven pounds of meat off that thing. Holy oh, cow. Unless you give it to an Asian grandma and then she'll eat like the whole thing. Like a 10 pound fish, she'll probably get like 10 pounds of or nine pounds of meat off yeah. of that fish. And FYI, 
the head by itself, they make it the to head, an amazing like, soup. I can see that. Like, you just boil it. Like, yeah. Even if, like, they grill it. Do you skin it? Skin it first? No, and, no, 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 they no, don't no, even no. skin it. No. Skin, they'll sit there and pick at the head. Like, nothing goes to waste when it comes to an old gram, Asian grandma yeah. okay. eating fish. Okay. So, at least it doesn't go to waste in regards to that, which is... Guts? Fun. Guts are fair game, too. Yes. Okay. So, like, maybe 10-pound fish, nine and a half pounds of it. See, yeah. now, now I want to be try eating. that. Because, <laughs> like, I, I have, uh, like, the mentality where I'll try anything once for food. You know, like, um, spending time in South Texas. I uh, was very cultured in different types of food, mm-hmm. foods I'd never been around. And I would always try them. There were some of them that were delicious. There's some of them I was not a fan of. But at least I tried it, and now I know. Yeah. Like uh, menudo, you ever heard of that one? Yep. Yeah. Is that? It's uh, basically cow intestine soup. Yeah. Oh, oh man, gut stew. Gut yeah. stew. Yeah. Um, I'd be down for that. Well, I, I had to try it, <laughs> and I had had some beers, and I was very hungry, and I tried it, and it, I still didn't like it. It's just more of a texture thing. Like you can feel the villi, like the. You try it, uh, right? Yeah, but that's not so much as. True. It's not as uh, furry. Whoa, furry. <laughs> well, there's um, there's a let's see, what's the tradition in like Southeast Asia, like Lao and Thai Dam? It's like uh, when they butcher a what a a cow mm-hmm. or is it a pig? Maybe both. But like <laughs> the like the the entrails are fair game. Well, I I'm a big fan of not wasting anything. Yeah, I mean. Most people should be, but a lot of people aren't. There's a, like, I don't know if I told you this, there's a meat eater podcast I've been big into yeah, lately. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing a, uh, they're, they're not running for election, but they're doing like a write-in deal. It's kind of a joke. But one of the things that they say, if they, they got elected as president, would be they would make wasting turkey legs. Like you shoot a wild turkey, and most people just breast it out and throw the rest of the bird away. No. Well, they would make throwing the legs away a federal fence. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I'm guilty. Like I've killed birds, I've killed turkeys, and I've tried to keep the legs off one. And all I did was throw them on the grill, and they were tough really? and chewy and tendony. But what they do is they cut them off and they put them in broth and cook them in the oven for a couple hours and it softens everything up. Stew is the way to go. Yeah. To like, if you really want to... Like, like, like squirrel. Yep. If you're going to eat squirrel or rabbit, like you got to make stew or yep. something along those lines. That's the that's, that's like that's like the best way to maximize an animal, I would say. Yeah. And put I'm, it in a stew because you big throw f- everything in there. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big fan of not wasting things. You know, if you're going to kill it, take advantage of everything yeah i agree and i think like you were just saying stew because slow roast slow cooking it tenderizes yes it. so it makes it palatable i guess you could say yeah drop yeah. drop bush light in there that yeah. carbonation gets after <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong you know i i waste a lot of fish you could say like like the way I eat fish compared to like a traditional. When you fillet a fish, because typically when people just fillet, blah, blah, done, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of wasteful if you really think about it. Yeah. You're wasting all the meat around the head, yeah. um, right behind the head, the guts, all that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, don't waste 
part of the fish and then well go then you'd be kind of a hypocrite yeah exactly <laughs> i try not i try my best not to be a hypocrite but if if there's there's always like traditional methods of eating a fish i mean it's just convenient like it's easy just to flay a fish and then when you eat it you don't have to think about bones you just absolutely throw it in your mouth well that's yeah convenience is a big part and you go buy fish at the store you're buying fillets you're not buying a whole fish usually that's true Unless you go to fish market somewhere, but I've never been to one of them. Seattle. We'll take him to Seattle one year. You know, I, I want to go out west and go catch steelhead in the rivers. That would be bad. I want to go to Oregon. It, it would be like Oregon. channel cat fishing, but you're catching 10 to 20 pound steelhead that jump out completely out of the water and make big runs. Because I, so, I don't know what type of fishing the majority of this audience listens to, but one of the funnest type of fishing that is excellent fishing in Iowa is you go hit small streams when the water's low, you and a buddy, you park one vehicle at one bridge, you drive upstream to the next bridge, and you walk the river, and you make sure you have a big cooler that floats full of beer, and you take any rod you have, a bass tackle, some medium, medium heavy gear, if you want to get if you want to get the best, you get something a, a longer fit graphite fishing rod, and you take a slip bobber and you have like your baggie of bluegills or whatever you're going to chunk into cut bait, and you drift that float around outside bends and through riffles and deeper sections, and you whack and stack the channel cats. You just beat them up like 20, 30, 40, 50 fish. Jesus, yeah, it's so much fun. They fight so hard, and that is an absolute blast and to take that same concept with slip floats and apply it to steelhead would be a lot of fun and that's what makes me want to go to milwaukee one of these days and catch steelhead in the middle of winter doing that same stuff drifting floats with spawn bags and stuff like that yeah yeah lots of ideas that i don't want to try man. i have lots of ideas but not a deep enough pocket to make them that's, happen and that's the thing but you can you can make it happen once in a while like yes one, you know save up and, yep. and plan ahead and i think that would be your best bet to, to well, make those things happen. I, I do go on trips don't get me wrong that's one on the list uh that i haven't done yet i go blue catfish in different places and stuff oh, like man. that just just catching blue catfish is they don't one. fight that great though you catch a 30 pounder you don't i mean he hits it really really hard mm-hmm. like if you're drifting or trolling he'll spin your kayak around yeah if you're in a boat he'll bury the rod and they'll be drag ripping but as soon as you pick up that rod and start fighting him unless he's really 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 like 80 50 60 70 80 there's no more drag pulling <laughs> after he hits it okay we're i've never caught up blue channel do you I'm, plan on hitting milford i will be at year? milford sometime this year i want to go Milford's where a lot of people go. Yeah, it's a reservoir in Kansas, and I don't feel bad sharing this because they regulate the fishery very well. Okay. They do, yeah. They actually yeah. stepped up the regulations Yes, they lately. did. And it it makes me want to go there even more because they're a place that cares about their trophies, and it's cool to see. It's like it's like it's stuff I want to see here in Iowa. It won't happen. Yeah. Clientele's different. Yeah. If we had a bunch of people write in that we wanted regulations, sure. There you go. I challenge anybody listening to this to write a letter to your local legislation suggesting that we make stricter regulations on trophy catfish. And anybody who argues that we shouldn't do that and we're restricting their rights, that um, you can still keep fish. You can keep fish and promote a quality fishery while you're still getting enough fish to eat. 
because I love eating fish. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, we don't regulate ourselves well enough to sustain a true trophy fishery. Do you think it's just catfish or do you think other species fall into that too? You know, I balance the fact that our watersheds aren't great because people argue with walleyes, but I don't, I don't, and I'm not a scientist, you know, I'm freaking junior high science teacher so take everything i say with a, a grain of salt you got more more credibility than like me and him yep like well, we're just two dudes that uh um... i'm just a dude you know i just a dude who hangs out with 13 and 14 year old kids all day and talks trash to them and that's uh, pretty good time i can't complain but um for real though like i don't think our waterways are suitable for a lot of trophy walleyes I don't think our waterways are suitable for... Well, actually, they do okay on smallmouth. How but, about them, them wipers? Since we, like, we talk about wipers a lot. We, we have, and I think... They grow so fast, though. Yes. Like, I think they are a fish that can genuinely sustain heavy fishing pressure, keep keeping pressure, more so than a lot of other fish. Like, a trophy flathead takes 15 to 30 years in our state. And there's a lot of variability in growth rates, but 15 to 30 years, even on the low end, is a decade and a half. Think about what you were doing 15 years ago. I was in freaking high school. I was a sophomore in high school 15 years ago, and to catch a 50-pounder that on the low end, let's just say 20 years, two decades, and to put a knife to that fish and end it, that fish that was born when I was 11 years old, and to know that it's not going to be replaced till I'm 51... To me, that's irresponsible to kill that fish. It sucks. Yeah, but you kill a 10-pound hybrid, and that fish might be five years old. That's like shooting a trophy deer. You know, you shoot a trophy deer, there's a new one in five years. You kill a trophy flathead, there's a new one in two decades. Stuff I just learned. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, seriously. I, You know, I mean, that's interesting to to look at in that perspective. And I'll go back and... Maybe I'll be crucified for saying this. Um, I'm not going to look down on anyone for doing it because it's in their legal right. You mm-hmm. have every, you know, you have every right to do that. And I'm not going to talk trash on you. But me personally, I'm not going to do that. You know, like you do what you do. I'm going to do what I do. But you don't patronize what I do either. Right. Yeah. That, that's like just going back to the hybrids, like for me, you know, if I catch anything over five pounds i'm throwing it back yeah even though like you said it doesn't take as long to replace that fish but you know the I'll... the bigger they get the higher the likelihood of them reaching true trophy yes, status exactly yeah. that's the you know you throw a 10 pounder back a 10 pounder has a way better chance of reaching 15 than a five does yeah of course. yeah so at the end of the day i mean use your best judgment within legality like we we're all saying like it, it's dude you you pay for your license as long as you stay within limit, you you know keep and catch what you you want, but use your best judgment. I think um, what we at the end of the day is saying like you want to catch that trophy, you you can't get to 20, 30, 40 pounds if you keep taking all the 10, 15 pounders. It definitely makes it tougher. It makes it, it tougher. Does. It makes it tougher. Same thing with any breed of fish. So even when it comes to like 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 Kit was saying like like wipers, I mean. To catch a, a 15 pound wiper, you might want to let that seven, eight, nine pounder go so they can possibly get there. And then, then keep a dozen two pounders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Keep, keep all the, the two, three pounds. It's just, in other words, use your best judgment. That's that's pretty much what we're 
preaching, I guess. Don't say preaching. Oh, I hate shit. that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not preaching. We're having a conversation what, about. Okay. Well, we're having a conversation yeah. about. But, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, once again, um, BFF here, we definitely appreciate having Spencer here. Um, I had fun, man. This was fun. This was fun. Yeah. I, can we do it again? That's Please. what I want to ask you. Okay. So, so we'll definitely do this again. We got a chance to come up here, see where Spencer kicks it. I do and learn a little bit about him and get a chance to not even interview just kind of just talk shit about fish and beer wouldn't have it any other way so yeah. <laughs> like i said once again thank you so much for you know being a part of a, being a guest with us and if you have anything else to say let them know and other than that i'll definitely put the links to his channel you guys should all definitely check it out it's pretty damn entertaining um same thing with fishing kits um amazing channels in regards for somebody who's getting into fishing or anything just like myself i really get a joy out of watching you guys fish so just so you guys know i literally watch you guys channel because i do get a joy seeing type of fish you guys catch just the type of content that you guys provide so definitely appreciative guys it's fun man all right till next time all right